tres, entre la marca de dos, ahí se quita el foul, sale Peter Silton, lo vence al otro sector y le mete un gol sensacional. Hello and welcome to this special edition of your Sports Memo podcast the Diego Maradona tribute episode of this show. I have got so many voice notes lined up, but before I get to the voice notes, I've got um, friends in, in the house who are part of my panel for this episode. In Canada is um, ACLSports.com's columnist, Shola Egunjobi. Welcome once again, Shola. Right. Uh, and in Lagos, Nigeria, I've got Bode Oguntuyi and Bola um, Adibomire. Um, Bola and Bode, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Thanks, man. Right. Thanks, America. Right. Gentlemen, our generation grew up um, with um, King Diego. He has passed on. I, 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 I have got to start by, by saying how I remember... Um, Diego Maradona you know my first World Cup was the 78 World Cup a little I, I just remember bits and bits of that 78 World Cup but come 82 World Cup I, the opening game was Argentina against Belgium I remember going to the TV sitting down and I wanted to watch out for um, Mario Kempes in number 10 I saw Mario Kempes in number 11 I'm like why is Mario Kempes wearing 11 who, who is who is wearing 10 why is Kempes in number 11? And I saw this guy with big afro in number 10. And I just noticed everybody was kicking him and all of that. And I started watching and I thought, for this guy to wear number 10, Mario Kempes number 10, he must be very good. So I, I started watching him from then on. And I I, I, have to com- I have to confess, the love I had for Diego started from that, from that World Cup. Shola... What were your first images or first memories of um, King Diego? I'd, uh, actually, I'd heard about him before that World Cup. I think probably late 80 or early 81. I think, I can't remember the sequence now. Argentina probably played England at Wembley yes. before the World Cup or something. Yes, I think so. But it was in the news. I mean, everybody knew there was this, there was this kid uh, coming up in Argentina who um, everyone was talking about. So I kind of expected to see him at the World Cup and, you know, we were expecting a big show from the little guy in 82. It didn't quite work out like that, but I mean, you could see he was, uh, you could see he was a special player even right then. Um, but it, what was your own first uh, memories of this um, King Diego? I, I think I, I got to know about Diego a lot more earlier than Shola. Uh, because remember that... Um, uh, Nigeria was at the um, uh, Nigeria, Nigeria didn't qualify 
on a 20 World Cup. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, and uh, Maradona was the star of the show in Australia. Okay, but we didn't get to see him because it wasn't, it wasn't on television. Mm. However, by 1981, I'd started buying shoots and match out of England. And in the annual edition, the hard copy edition mm. of 1981, they are talking about the young players of the future to look out for in the future. And, and, and at the top top 15 players, and Maradona was, was, was one of those mentioned with his exploits, or almost game by game, of what he, what, what he did at Australia. Uh, in '79, that was uh, uh, highlighted there, and so um, uh, I, towards towards the '82 World Cup, um, I think about uh, a month or three weeks before, before the World Cup started, I went to buy my first television, black and white television, and my mom was like, "We, we needed this, we need this money for something." And I said, "Ah, there's there's World Cup, World Cup coming up, and there's a player that I wanted to see, Diego Maradona." Now, at that time, I, I was working at the old Nets at Marina, okay. and on the day of this game against against Belgium. I was in traffic coming home. I remember clearly. My the bus I was in was stuck. When he decided the bridge was at the We were in traffic there, and I got out and I sat. I believe at Alagomeji, and I started running. So when I got home, I was dressed like I was sweating. So I sat down and the game was about to kick off. I think so my shit. My mom was like, "Dele, shake Like is everything okay?" I said, "Look, mommy, remember why I bought this TV?" So she sat with me. And after five minutes, he said, now my mom doesn't understand the ball a lot. Mm. But like you said, the attention he got was like, ah, now I could see why you are lonely. I think this boy can play a bit. That's what somebody who, who, who had no idea mm. of what football was, what was about. So, and from that point on, you know, I became, because before then, before then I, I don't think I'd seen much of him. But from that point on, I became a Maradona disciple. Paula, um, um, you are of a little younger vintage than the three of us who are here what what were your first um images and memories of king diego okay um i'll say my first hearing of him first was um just snippets snippets um between um 80 and 82 my dad always bought newspapers the house was full of newspapers that for years for years, the only thing I would do, even as a little boy, just go to the back pages. After all, once I just go to the back pages, I just read the back pages and go. So I heard about him a bit. 82 for me was all about Brazil. Mm. Um, one of my brothers, who older brothers who liked football, was all about um, Flamingo. Yeah. So 82 for me was all about Brazil. Maradona, yes, a bit. And then when Barcelona bought him, but my first real image that stayed in my mind about Maradona was just the sight of it. Very funny, but the sight of it just bouncing as it was on the trapezium at the 1986 World Cup at the beginning, and then shaking his shoulders. No ball, but he would just start and be bouncing. I mean, it felt like there was a spring in his legs, mm. and you could almost just see it. And I mean, 86 was just the it was just uh, Maradona show. That, that's all I can say. You know, I mean, I, you know, it's um, it's funny since the since the death was announced. I've been smiling, unlike a lot of people who say, you know, a lot of my friends have been there and were funny that I just been smiling because I'm like, 
man, I got the chance to see this guy. And immediately I saw Skydio and the mother was dead. I just kept shouting, they had this kid clever story in football. How did he see my son? It's a very good point you've just made, Bola. You see, this, this, this thing, I, I try to say to people that sometimes it's very difficult to explain when you didn't see this person when you're watching highlights is 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 different um shala and uh, shala Bode and i we, we remember how um how we were looking forward to mexico 86 world cup and you know how how you how europe used to we're we're projecting that that french team were going to probably win the world cup and all of that and then king diego had come it was coming into that World Cup after being sent off against Brazil in 1982. His um, adventure in Barcelona did not work out very well. So it was like the the set was was the stage was set for him to either fail finally at Mexico or to begin to show people that yes, he is actually what we all thought he was going to be. Um, buddy. That 86, that 86 World Cup, what stands out for you for uh, Maradona? I think it, it, it's got to be that, it, it's got to be that, that semi-final game. I, I think it's, it's got two goals. Yes, against that Belgium. That was a masterclass performance. I mean, uh, the, the Belgians then, remember, uh, they, they, they were one of the, one of the better teams. Not in terms of, of, uh, of um, skill, man for man. Yes, they, 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 they did have some talent. But the organization and, and the teamwork was incredible. And, and it took it took two special Maradona moments. There is one picture that has been making the rounds, the rounds now, yes. uh, where, where Maradona stood off, uh, and there was I think six or seven Belgian, Belgian players in front of him. In, in front of him. Mm. Look, that for me, that was the game. But By the time we got to the final, the, the, the Germans, uh, uh, the, the, although the final two was a kind of masterclass in that, uh, it, it suits his game to suit his team. Mm. Not the other way around. Yeah. We drew to a deeper, to a deeper room. I was, I was able to, 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 to systematically pick, uh, pick apart the Germans. But for me, it has to be that semi-final game against Belgium, where it took two special Mar- 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 Maradona moments to turn the, to, to swing the tie. That, that, that photo you, that photo you are speaking about was from the eighty-two World Cup, that opening game. I, I oh, it's from eighty-two. Yeah, it was from it was from eighty-two opening game. Okay, but I, I, I think, I, I think the second goal of that eighty-two World Cup was. I think he dribbled six or seven players in the box. Yes. He scored that second goal. Yeah. Maybe that's how maybe that's yeah. how he yeah. finished it off. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a long, yeah, the dribbling run, yeah, right. Yeah, Bola. But the photo was from the Bola, considering that you you remember how he used to bounce, because Diego Maradona had one of the most incredible pre-match rituals. He would just he just used to just, as you said, bounce bounce about. <laughs> Eveka, Eveka. Yes. <laughs> Hello. We can hear you. Eveka, I'm laughing. Eveka, I'm laughing because about two, three years ago, I was just talking on the football group that I belong to. I said, in all my life of watching a football match, I've never felt as much fear as I felt as we came on the pitch against Argentina in 1994 when he started to juggle the ball <laughs> his leg, leg then raised it up and then he went on his shoulder oh, no, no. I, I said I've never felt as much dread going into a match and thinking man what are we going to do 
against this guy today. It's the same thing in Cameroon as the National Team World Cup. Oh, like, it's pretty much. Yeah. That's one too. <laughs> you know, is it? Yeah. You know, it's funny that Bode mentions that. Yeah. That 1990 World Cup uh, pre-match against um, against Cameroon. Cameroon. I, I, you know, what I remember. I, I, I was, I went out and I, I rushed home just in time for the kickoff in in Milan. So when Maradona came out with the ball, I was juggling the ball. I, I swear, I was, I was screaming. I was like, ah, Cameroon did not bully me. Wala. You know, sorry, I know that um, I know this is this is um, this is an English podcast. But earlier on today, mm. um, I, I, I have to say this in Yoruba, then I will translate it in English again. <laughs> I was telling a friend of mine, I said Yorubas will say Maradona Dagboche, maybe this single tree made a forest. That's mm. where I can describe oh. it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about that. Can, can I just say a few things about that? I don't even know where to start and where to stop. Well, anyway, I'll start with 86 World Cup. I know you mentioned um, the expectations on the French. Mm. But what that reminded me, was it, it wasn't just the French, it was Michel Platini. Yeah, he was actually. And for the previous two, three, before, for the previous two three years in Italy, which was the home of league football back then, if you mm. played in Italy, you were, it was Maradona versus Platini. Platini was top scorer for Juventus. Maradona had just moved to Napoli maybe a year before. Yeah. So he had set up a, there was the debate then was who's the best player in the world. Platini had won player of the year three years in a row. Coming to that World Cup. I mean, Platini had a great World Cup, but 86 belonged to Diego. <laughs> and you know, one of the things that, one of the things that came to my mind today is, I mean, if you hang on social media like many of us do now, the way we argue about football now, mm. people will compare players and they, they start telling you how many goals they scored. I mean, Diego in 86 scored two goals in the quarterfinal, two goals in the semifinal, and they dominated the final, didn't score or two assists. Mm. But it wasn't the first time. I mean, Rossi did the same thing in 82. Three mm. goals against Brazil, two in the semis, one in the final. Mm-hmm. So if you're comparing goals, you can say, okay, Rossi dominated... Well, it wasn't just about the goals. I mean, if you watch Diego Maradona on the football field, whether he scored a goal or he didn't score a goal, you knew you were watching a genius. Oh, yeah. You knew you were watching one of the best matches. You knew you were watching magic in in action. It didn't matter that people compare, beyond goals, people will compare, oh, somebody won league title. This one won 10 titles. That one has won Champions League. Mm. Madonna never won the European Cup. It was different format back then. Yes. Yeah. He won one Scudetto. He won the World Cup once. Or even if, if Argentina had lost that final in Mexico, we wouldn't have, we would have left the World Cup with one conclusion. We just saw the best player in the world. Yes. We just saw probably the best player we'll ever see. It wasn't about that. He scored 10 goals. Football was still a team game. The goals are important. And, you know, the guys who scored them, they deserve all the plaudits they get. And Maradona scored plenty. Scored many important ones. Mm. 86 World Cup was just was just we were just a, we were just watching a genius at work. Do I don't know if it ever got better than that. Do you know what? Do but you know someone what? brought up 94 as well. <laughs> someone brought up 94. It wasn't the same Maradona, but I remember that game we played against uh, Nigeria Argentina. He mm. wasn't the explosive guy. But the one thing that left that always left my head with the one thing I always remember from that game is a young son they listen. 
playing defensive midfield for Nigeria, <clears throat> trying to get to grips with Maradona. And I can never forget the first touch. Every time Maradona received the ball, his first touch was, I don't even know, there was no way you could tackle him. Because <laughs> the ball would go around the guy trying to tackle him. And you're wondering, what do I do with this guy? You have to foul him or he's going to kill you some other way. Well, his first thought was just was just incredible. His way he will control the ball and he's beaten the man. He just put it exactly where he wants to go, exactly where you can't reach it. It was just uh, pure magic, pure magic. You know, the thing about Maradona for me, King Diego, was that when you watch him, for people who, at the time when I was growing up, because I, I used to play football, I always to look at when I look at a player playing who can do the kind of things that I cannot even think about first. I can't even think of it. Then when I see people do it, I'm like, how is this guy? How is he doing this? You know that that it, that it six walker. People forget that that his goal against Italy. That his goal against Italy defies every logic. How do you even score that? Exactly. How do you score that? It was not even a chance. It was not a chance, and yet he scored it. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't power. It was, it just, oh it just yes. I was exactly. thinking about that goal today. <laughs> it surprised everyone. He just touched the ball, and went, that's a goal. Come on, that, that was it. He used the pace he of the ball. It. <laughs> yeah, he just put it in the one place he could put it, and the keeper. I don't even think the goalkeeper attempted. The keeper didn't even move because he didn't see it. He just the ball just went in. So I was thinking about that goal this afternoon. That's ridiculous. See, you know, but I remember when we were we won group, and I remember saying to people that I was thinking about something that King Diego did at Napoli, when Napoli were playing the 1989 um, UEFA Cup um, second final, second leg against Stuttgart. Diego crossed the ball with his head. He headed a cross. A, a header. He headed it into the box. From he took it. He took a throw in. The ball came back to him, and he just headed it back into the box for Chiro Ferrara to volley home. Are you? Oh yes, for um, for Napoli. For, for Adasi. Yes. Well, I will say today, Adasi. Yes. And I, I you, know the, you know the funny thing is, you know the funny thing is, I think 1990 actually spoke a lot about Maradona's powers and influence because the 1990 Argentina team was very poor and a very <laughs> very bland team very for team. Maradona there was no reason why they should have been in the final at all there was no other way and, and they, they almost won it yes oh yeah yes. it was a one it was one nil penalty Andre Bremer yes <laughs> go on go yeah. on Bola. I mean, 1990 was, was just a testament to how powerful and what his difference was on the on a team. Because you, you look at the 1990 Argentine team and you're like, this team, I mean, in all honesty, that team was poor. Yes. Is but Maradona being there, Maradona being there was the single most important reason why they got to the final. Like what they said, they almost won it. Yes. Almost. You, you know that 1990, I the game against Brazil, after Careca, Alemão, and um, who else had struck the woodwork. After those guys had hit the woodwork, I was watching the game, and I remember saying to my friend that was watching the game with her, 
if King Diego was not in this game, I would hope I would know that Brazil will win. But all it would take is for this guy to do something now, and this game will be over. And he took one run, one run, <laughs> and, he, and he changed, he changed the course of history with that run before putting Canadia through to score the winning goal. Uh, it was, he was, he was such a, he was such a unique footballer. When he joined, when he joined Napoli, Napoli had not won the title. I remember that first season when they won the title, 86, 87 season. I, you know those days we used to watch things long after. I got a, I got the video compilation of that season, and I used to see some of the goals he he scored or some of the passes that he made. And I, I would think, wow, what a footballer! Is Honestly, it's hard to it's hard to quantify another player who can have that kind of influence on a provincial club like he did with Napoli. The thing to remember too about about Marina, he wasn't exactly. I mean, he was a small guy, yes, and he wasn't the most professional of footballers. So yes. It wasn't like he was in the gym taking care of his body, you know. <laughs> so the player we saw in ninety he was. Was was the shadow of the guy we saw in '86. True, but by '90, I think by '90, Maradona had developed his game to such a level that he didn't need to do everything himself. He just needed a few people to, you know, do the running. So he had Kanichia running and scoring goals, and he could pull strings and hit but Just you know, the things he couldn't do in '82 when everybody was expecting him to do to do the magic. He managed to do in '86 because he was at, his, at the peak of his powers. By '90, he was 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 past his best already, but he still had enough quality to know what he could do and what he couldn't do, and he just dragged that team all the way up. And even till '94, I mean '94, he had to come back out of retirement or something. Yes, yes, he had but to already said he's something. Yeah. <laughs> even the football he played then, I mean, this is eight years after '86, and he still. I mean, it was just something special. But, um, I know the, you know the thing is, if you tell younger people now, they they really can't understand the context of the time in which he played. Now, forward players, if a players all over the pitch didn't get the sort of protection that he gets now, so for the one to have done the things that he did, it was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure if you're talking now, and you say who is um, the butcher of the bow, a lot of people don't even know. And the sort of tackle that he made of Maradona that broke his ankle, they would never even understand that it was possible for people to do things like that on the beach in the past yeah. and not get sent off. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not, uh, and the butcher of the bow didn't do it to one person. Exactly. It's so funny that you mentioned that you mentioned that injury. You know that, that that injury is probably the singular reason why the man resorted to cocaine. He left um, That's why he resorted to cocaine. Possibly. Use. Yes, because he, he he was out for like four months. He was um and somebody who who could play football could not believe he couldn't react to not 
role playing irregularly at the time. So he that's how he dropped into um, other aspects of of life that uh, in the end ultimately ended his um, his career at the very top. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you talked about how they used to tackle in '86 World Cup. Diego Maradona used to wear double double shin pads, one in front and one at the back. They used to wear double shin pads at the time. So yeah, it's um, it's one of these. Um, if, if the one that um, the one that um, Goicochea made on him, I think retrospectively he had to be banned. Maybe like eight, eight, something between eight and twelve matches. I yes. can't remember. Yeah, I think it was bad. something like that. It was, it was, it was that bad that they had to they had to retrospectively ban him. It, it was yep. it was bad. Listen, Guys, I'm going to have to take off. But I, let me. I want to say one couple say, of things give, before I go. Give us your last. One more thing you hear. One more thing you hear a lot of on social media now. They describe people as uh, generational talent, which doesn't make any sense. It's born to. Maradona was a generational talent. We're still talking about him. Say, I don't know, 30 years since he, I don't even know. Is it 40 years in the last book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's easy to forget that Argentina actually won. They won a World Cup before Diego. But when you talk about Argentina and the World Cup, everybody remembers '86 because he was he dominated that World Cup. I don't think I don't think people ever see one player dominate a World Cup like that again because football football has changed. Mm. So anyway, as you pay tribute to this one generation, one genius of football, I'm going to leave you guys. Enjoy. Thank, <laughs> we'll thank, talk again soon. Thank, thank you, Shola. Thank you. Okay. Buddy, what, yeah. what would be your pay your, pay your tribute to um, King Diego, your final tribute to King Diego? I'll say that, uh, you know, um, 94, 94 was very, very, very painful for me. Uh, uh, because um, uh, a, a lot of people that didn't see Diego in '86 and '90, um, when they talk about him, and, and of course uh, because English were still angry with him, sort of mm. the English press, mm. uh, what he did to them uh, in in '86, they played up the drug um, issue of of '94, mm. and so I, I find it painful that when they talk about him. Uh, um, people, people remember some, some people who didn't see him play earlier. They remember that '94 incident. Yeah. For me, that's very, very painful. Uh, but like, uh, like, uh, uh, like someone said here, we celebrate him because, and we are not so sad because he saw raw football talent. And like Shola said in, in conclusion, no matter which generation you talk about, no matter how team you want to pick, if there was us in that team. It's not complete. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Bola, pay your tribute, your last tribute to the great man. I mean, um, in simple terms, once again, I will say to you, Emeka, Diego, that Boshe, meaning Diego Amando Maradona, was the tree that made a forest. That's it. That's probably the best way to say it. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for coming on this Diego Maradona tribute episode of your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you so very much. Thank you for having me, Emeka. Thank you, man. Thanks, buddy. So, my great thanks to my panel, that um, panel of um, Bode Uguntuyi, Bola Debobire, and Shola Egunjobi. 
when I when I when I when I talk about um, King Diego, it's really it's really hard to to explain. I I what that eighty two World Cup. I was in secondary school. I was in form two. It was my second year in secondary school that it's to walk up and I from then on after after he got sent off against Brazil from then on I just started searching for stuff about him and I used to read a lot about him one of, I, I remember as Argentina played the qualifiers for the 86 World Cup I read a report of how um, during the qualifier against Peru Diego was complaining about the treatment he got from one one of the one of the um, Peruvian defenders. He said that even in its two World Cup when Claudio Gentile was manhandling him, that it was even as bad as this um, Peruvian defender. So, incidentally, I one day I, I, I got a copy of that match um, then via my friends who the, I got a copy of the game and I, I saw that game. <laughs> what struck me from that match was a throw-in was taken by Argentina. It was um, the left-back, Garay, I think it was, that took the throw to um, Diego Maradona. Somewhere just shot off after the halfway line into Peru's half. Diego Maradona started juggling this ball on his left foot and juggled it and juggled it till he got near the byline and crossed the ball. This is struggling the ball and the ball didn't touch the ground all the while I, I remember thinking God this guy is truly special anyway that's that's I, I can go on and on and on about about um Maradona he's he 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 leading um, Napoli to win two league titles at a time when Milan were strong this was the time Milan had Van Basten Hulit, eventually Frank Rijkaard. They had um, Baresi, Costa Cota, Donadoni, and all of them strong players. Inter had their own batch of um, Kolovati, um, Begomi, Zenga. They had all those players, and he still managed to to lead Napoli to to two titles. Man was was a super. It was superhuman, really, and as Bola said, he's a tree that used to make a forest. I, I I'll, I'll go for a little break. I'll come back, and then we'll go to the voice notes. I've got so many here, and I'm looking forward to listening to them. Onto the voice notes, and the first one will be a regular member of um, the House on Your Sports People podcast, um, Queen of the Red Diva, Doctor IJ. 2020 keeps taking and taking and taking what a year um where do i start from diego armando maradona okay how i will remember him is the memories i have growing up um i won't say obviously but his career was or the the peak or the highlight of his career was um probably before i was born and much of when I was younger but what my earliest memories of Amanda Maradona were 
from my dad my dad was an ardent football supporter like he loved football he lived and ate football and so when games will be on that's all he will talk about and you see this little wizard on the pitch going from you know running through other players and then when we would be playing as as kids like when you form teams and you keep playing after school and stuff like that the best players always got the nickname Maradona and so that's when we knew that 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 player was a special player so you would know that this this individual was a special special um, player another memory i know i remember quite well was in 94 i was in secondary school at the time and the world cup in, in usa was on Obviously, we knew we, and we were going to play Argentina. We knew who the danger man was, and we, we, our boys put up a good fight, but we lost. We lost the game, and then I remember some days later or something, we hear that Maradona failed a drugs test, and somehow everybody was excited that there was a possibility that Argentina were going to be thrown out or the result would be overturned or something. Um, of that nature and so we were all excited and stuff but it, that that didn't happen but he he was indeed or he he was indeed arguably the best player ever to leave he he played football when the pitches were horrible football was a lot tougher tackles and all the hard much harder players skillful he took his team carried his team literally to the world cup in 86 transfer record broken moving to Barcelona moving to Napoli the Prince of Napoli the King of Napoli won the league for them and kids of, of current generations they they wouldn't really know and pro- <sighs> when we keep having these arguments about Messi and, and Ronaldo people do not know they do not know the genius that was Diego Maradona. I remember also hearing about the blood clots um, weeks ago and following the news and was so glad that he came through the surgery but unfortunately this has happened. It's it's a sad day for for football lovers and the world of football in, in general. Rest in peace. Rest in peace genius. And from Dr. IJ I go to my boss. Godwin Dudu Orume. Yes, I've just heard that um, a football legend, Diego Maradona, passed on. Um, one of the most uh, colorful players that ever lived, and arguably the best player of his generation. Uh, he propelled the teams he played for to great heights from the Argentine on the 17 team and the uh, Japan 1979 to the uh, his club um, form at Boca Juniors and then of course his sojourn in Italy and uh, Spain. Uh, great talent uh, is Football career is probably one of the most colorful uh, you could think about. Mr. Um, rest in peace. From Godwin Tudurume to a member of General uh, Ross Super Eagles backroom staff, Tunde Adelakun, also sends in 
his voice note on King Diego. He has his moments off the pitch, a truly controversial figure, but Diego Maradona is one that we would remember at all times for the football that he gave to the world. The way he carried himself, I remember getting accustomed to the Maradona football when he played in the Under-20 World Cup many, many years ago. I was very young, but was captivated by what he was. It was the tail end of the Pele era, and the world was actually gagging and screaming and longing for someone to step into the shoes of Pele. This guy came, and he played very well. And he became an icon. He became an icon right from then on till this day. Truly controversial, like I said, won't forget um, his role in the game Nigeria versus Argentina in the World Cup of 1994. And it was ironic that it was immediately after that game that he tested positive for drug use and was banned for the rest of the tournament, I think. Um, so his part, the part he played in the ouster of Nigeria um, was phenomenal. But then, you can't forget him for the football that he played. You can't forget him for the greatness he showed, the hand of God of 1986. Not only the football, but his pronouncements, how he carried himself. And I remember that while he haunted me, playing against African opposition in the under-20 World Cup of that year when he was barely 20 years old and I can't remember exactly where and when because I was young at the time as well. He haunted me even in Russia, the most recent World Cup where I sat not too far away from him as he was going absolutely ballistic when Argentina scored that late, late goal to deny us progress into the second round of the World Cup. But today we're full of tributes for him. Tributes for a great, great football player, a legend of the game, an icon of the game, strong, physical, short, but didn't allow his height disadvantage to be a disadvantage to his football. He rose above many and scored that hand of God goal against England. And he scored many goals and propelled his country to great heights in his time. We can only but pay tribute to this guy who has left us at the age of 60, unsurprisingly given his lifestyle choices over the time, but then one that we cannot but continue to be in awe of. Rest in peace Maradona, and I hope that football lives on to remember you at all times. Hi there, this is Waka Waka Doctor. Um, I'm lost for words and I can't even gather my thoughts enough to give a proper tribute to King Diego Amando Maradona. Um, everything about everything about my love for football, the love for football for everyone who watches football, ball, you know, would be centered around the king himself. It was our pleasure to watch him play. Um, 
I remember seeing him for the first time, you know, even as a kid, I was here, you know, playing football on the streets. Who do you want to play like it's Maradona? The number 10 signifies Maradona. Everybody wanted to be number 10 because of Maradona. Watching him, you know, gliding across the pitch, beating players here and there with so much bravery, the dribbling skill, immense. You know, the streets of Naples would be in shock right now mm. because there's no one who, across football, you know, has been able to help single-handedly, you know, help a country win the World Cup, single-handedly help a football club come from relegation into the first division, win titles and, you know, cups here and there. And you know that song that's going to play all through you know, this period where he juggles the ball and does his routine warm-up captures the whole essence of who Diego Armando Maradona is. You know, the love for football, casual, yet very tenacious and hardworking and dogged, extremely skillful. <sighs> football was his game and the pleasure was ours. Um, no, this one hit straight home you know like the death of Michael Jackson you know what I mean 2020 has really done us bad but the game of football has lost an icon the best ever to do it the greatest ever there's nobody you can compare to this man King Diego Armando From Waka Waka Doctor to Okechuku Aguru in Lagos. I think it's really hard for anybody who didn't live through the era uh, of Diego Maradona at his prime to fully appreciate how truly gifted as a footballer he was uh, and the impact he had on, on, on global football. In many ways, he was the very first global football superstar. Um, since Pele yes we had Cruyff and we had Beckenbauer but nobody on Pele's level had shown up for, for the best part of 20 years and then Diego shows up first as a youth international in 1979 you know, and then as a club player in, in the early 80s and then he had that incredible walk up in 1986 I remember sitting down there as a boy you know, at the feet of older men watching this mesmerizing performances that he put up it, it was it was something to behold yeah, and in real time it was it was awe inspiring i mean just thinking about some of those performances in real time still brings puts hairs on the back of your neck and then to go on to do what he did you know at napoli taking them to the title and and the performances in particular the the goals the movements the the vision he was truly, he was truly an awe-inspiring footballer to watch. You know, completely irreplaceable. And I know many people still have this debate about who's the greatest of all time. I mean, my opinion, Diego is in the is in the pantheon of the top three. Whichever top three you want to choose, Diego Maradona will be in it. You know. And then you look at his his larger than life persona, he, the drama he brought. He, he was simply something to behold and, and the world of football I mean was weaker or what I was 
was re was slightly less lessened after he retired and i think until the arrival of the of the messi ronaldo duopoli nobody had come to that level and you know may he so rest in peace he, his legacy is is probably will not be matched if i think of great diego maradona performances the one that comes to mind the most for me is is his World Cup um, semi-final performance against Belgium in 1986. I mean, to say that I was I was completely mesmerized is putting it mildly. He he simply tore the Belgians apart. His movement, his, his skill on the ball was incredible. He was probably the greatest dribbler of the football I'd ever seen. He was a, a number ten that played like like a, a number nine. Um, had the, the the width of pass of a winger, the change of pace, you know, of of, of a pure striker, and then the the, the sublime touch of finishers of sublime touch of finishers of a pochai. I mean, he, he knew when to run, when not to run, when the simple pass would do it. Mm. He knew how to dance on the ball without moving, and then he knew how to to pick a pick a, a, a corner of the goal. In that match, in the second half against Belgium, he just ran them ragged. He he, he danced around, and then the two goals he scored in that game were just you know pure energy, dribble dribble, faint dart, chip. I mean, you'd have to go many years before he saw so if a footballer do that in a game, right? On that stage, completely dominate a game, own it, and drag his team kicking and screaming into the World Cup final. You know, he he was he simply was the king. You know, of Diego Maradona. What a day! What a day, Diego. The man who lit up our child, my childhood in particular. You know, I grew up in the in the seventies and eighties, finding that I loved football so much. And with the help of my friend Emeka Muka, uh, I was quickly uh, able to identify and know a couple of uh, global players who really defined the game. And Diego was really uh, the king of his era. Uh, I remember around the 1982 World Cup, uh, so little then in class when uh, just finishing primary school and uh, <laughs> our friends used to work in the days and months leading to uh, Espania 82 and the talk was, was all about this guy from Argentina. I didn't know so much about him, uh, but I knew Zico very well and I was looking forward to seeing Zico at the World Cup. Anyway, the World Cup came and uh, Maradona had not, not, not such a great tournament. Uh, he went out in ignominy uh, after the after the bad attitude and tackle from the from the hard uh, Italian side of 82. Anyway, so that was my first real introduction to him. Afterwards, uh, with the help of my friend the maker, I was uh, able to read more about him and get to know more about him. Uh, leading up to uh, 1986, when he just blew the whole world apart. Uh, even with his hand of God goal that the, that the English will never, never forget.
Yeah, so so that's Diego for you. The kind of uh, was such a play, such a great player, you know. Came with such uh, prodigious talents. By uh, '86, is is legend had fully uh, been formed. Everyone, anyone who loved football and who followed sports knew Diego without a doubt. He would move on to, uh, I think Italy. We had moved on to Italy before then. So yes, it was. From OK Agoru, I went to Peter Igure um, up in Canada. He he was another person who's been pretty devastated by this um, by this death of of um, King Diego. I it's it's. Um, the whole world is still shocked by it all. So I'm going to... I've got loads, got loads of um, um, voice notes to get through. I, I Just stand by for me. Um, don't go anywhere. This is still your Sports Memo Podcast, the Diego Maradona Tribute episode. Got from Portacot, Nigeria, Carl Orakwe, who is a sports presenter and analyst. Here you go, Carl. Now, some might say it's a generational thing, but in my opinion, Diego Armando Maradona was the greatest football guard that ever lived. When we were kids, everyone wanted to be him. Who wouldn't want to be Diego? Who wouldn't want to be Maradona? The trickery, the sublime skills, you know, everything we saw with Diego Armando Maradona made us love football, made us all wanted to be football stars. Now, some will argue and tell you perhaps, you know, the man before him or perhaps the kids we caught these days, uh, perhaps they are the greatest. No, no disrespect to them, but my personal opinion, Diego Armando Maradona was the man, was the legend, was a legend. Was the, as a guard, the guard of football. <laughs> what can I say? Rest in peace, you know, or rather everyone is saying rest in peace. I'll rather say play on, Diego, wherever you may find yourself. You indeed gave us something when you came to football. You inspired us. You made us all love football. You made us want it to be footballers. Play on, Diego. Hi, guys. My name is David Echo. Um, I'm here to pay tribute to the footballing legend Diego Armando Maradona. For me, he's the greatest of all time. And people that knows me know that I do not, you know, give such titles away so easily. He was a childhood hero. He was he was everything good about football. I remember growing up, you know, early 90s and my uncles, my dad then, especially my dad, used to say that he doesn't think that there will be any footballer born that's going to be better than Maradona. You know, and I, I, I don't think it's very far from the truth. You know, so the news of Maradona shocked me, shocked me very much. You know, it hit me very hard because he's one of my few favorite players I have. I like a lot of players, but Maradona is one of the few best players you know, that I really liked in the world. The footballing world is going to miss him. You are going to miss his antics. You are going to miss his um, eccentricness. You know, and I pray and I wish that his soul rests in perfect peace. To so many of us, you know, not many people, you know, of this generation is going to know him, but for so many of us, 
that knew about this demigod is a very big loss to us, a very big loss to football. And I pray that Lord gives his family the fortitude to bear this loss. A great loss for football, a great loss for the world, and goodbye to a great man. Thank you. Diego Armando Maradona, the very first few names I knew minus the name of my parents and um, my siblings. I, I knew you as a great man. I remember clearly when you cried in 1990 um, and how I felt um, for losing to Germany. I remember also how I felt very angry with you for cheating us. <laughs> Uh, in 1994, when we prayed and fasted, that Nigeria beat Argentina. I remember with fond memories um, how I knew about Napoli, even as a kid. Um, not a very great club, but you made them great. I remember 1998, I remember 2010. I remember watching your videos when I had a dream of being a sports analyst. Um, and never came to passport. You were just the greatest thing I saw play football. I want you very recently. Um, Even at your old age, I saw you at your peak when you were thinning out, and you still gave it your all. Um, Drug could not bring you down. You know, your claim for glory um, is one that can be compared to none. At too many of artists very very controversial but your greatness of always you there the rivalry with the great Pele is one that uh, is one that uh, you know I always took your side because I would say I didn't watch Pele play but I watched Maradona play and when I saw this guy nobody comes close nobody comes close you know your talent your desire your mischievousness your pranks um, God bless you as you go to the great beyond and I pray that um, you find peace and uh, true love there. Um, I don't know what you believe in but I'm a Christian and I know that we go to heaven and I say that you would um, you will be missed on that here um, but your name can never go down. I think for me my name is Nicholas Nadozier. I think for me, Diego came to my attention during the 1982 World Cup when he was sent out for rough tackle against Brazil. And the fact that during the 1986 World Cup, 1986 World Cup, he was a totally different person. Actually, the Argentina team was dubbed Diego and Ten Robots. What he did for the Argentina team and subsequently for Napoli it would be difficult for us to see another person like that. He's a legend in terms of football. Forget his antics, misfortune off the field, but in terms of football, I don't think we've seen another player that will come close to what he was to that generation and the Argentina people. Adieu, Diego.
My name is Ifekenyang from Lagos, Nigeria. Diego Amando Maradona was probably one of the first names I knew in football, apart from Roberto Baggio of Italy. And um, obviously, he didn't come into the limelight at that time for his football exploits. You know, the the thing that was banded about Maradona was his drug use and abuse of substance. But as I grew older and began to appreciate the man and the player, you know, I came to understand that like all geniuses is a flawed person, mm. but such a force of nature, one of the first genuine superstars in football and obviously one of the most talented footballers ever. A god to some even. Just a sad sad day or in, in, in sad sad day to see one of your football heroes die. I mean twenty 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 has been such a year like that. But what can we say? Rest in peace, Maradona. It's it's my phone has been buzzing to the end. I've got so many voice notes, but I can only take so many. So that's it. Come to the end of this special special edition, Diego. Maradona tribute episode of your sports memo podcast. I, I I I'm going to end this by saying that I consider it an honor and a privilege to have been able to follow um, King Diego's career from when he from when he played at the 82 World Cup through to his last World Cup in 1994. What can I say? Rest in peace, King Diego. Nobody could have touched you. Nobody. No footballer. They can even be close to you in terms of ability. None. Rest in peace. That's it. Thank you for being a part of this episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emeka Onka. Signing out.